Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 96. The skill topic for this week is typing. Typing? Yeah. What, what skill class is typing? Typing is a skill class for period, comma, exclamation point. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of characters. It is, but they're all necessary. It's, it's important. Anyway, <clears throat> moving right along, Tom, uh, what research did you do on typing? <clears throat> Ooh, I, uh, I, did, I, I looked up the legend of Court Yope and uh, d didn't, didn't actually find anything. The, the what? But what I did find, uh, the guy named Court Yope who invented the keyboard. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, his uh, it's Q W E R T Y U I O P. That's that's just the first line on a keyboard, Tom. Yeah, you never heard about the legend of Court Yope? No. He's a Hungarian guy. No. You can Google it. Anyways, I bypassed that because it was boring, and uh, I found poetry that has been written by only using the top line of the keyboard. Oh my God. Let us have it, Tom. <laughs> I think somebody did. Did somebody do a YouTube video on, similar to this? It seems like I've seen. Oh, I don't know. Seen something along these lines. You want the but, short? You no. want the short one or the long one? Oh, I'm I'm up for either. <clears throat> both. Right, well, I, Let's I hear both, Tom. Come on, both. I think I think there's. I, I didn't do the syllables, but I think there's a limerick. Top priority. I require your typewriter to type up our poetry. That's the poem. I didn't do the. Well, that's the, the first, the short one. I'll read the long one. All right. We powwow, poet to poet, to quip our wit. Tweet our pretty repertoire to Twitter. You, poetry proprietor, I, petty twerp, preppy prototype, peewee pet. <laughs> Were you to quote peppery poop? <clears throat> Were you to quote peppery potpourri of poetry, report pewter quippery, you outwit I, tripwire territory, I titter-totter, not teeter-totter, query or our, query our equity, we two eye-to-eye, peer-to-peer, two-tier riot, puppet or puppeteer. We row, tippy-toe, I try to wipe you out, I up your power trip Piety, reroute you, rip up your rep. One moment. Repertory? I don't think you've ever read that word. Repertoire. Rip up your repertoire. Repertoire. Is it? Do you? Yes. Is, it's pronounced. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah it's how do you spell it? How do you spell it? The way that you're saying it, Tom. <laughs> that's how it's spelled. No, it's T O R Y. It's not. There's no I O in there. I, yeah, I O R E would be typical. Well, that's repertoire. probably because they don't have access to those letters. Anyways, I'm almost done. Rip up your repertoire. Poo-poo to you. Woe to you. I retort. I quit your... Pepper... I can't say words anymore. I quit your perpetuity. I weep, pout, I opt out. It was all written with just the top line. And we are all way worse off for it. Sidebar, Tanda. Yeah. Uh, I I 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on this because you might want it too. Uh, I'm gonna take a little soundbite of Tom when he says "titty tater" or whatever the heck that was. That's gonna be my new ringtone every time he calls or texts me. It's just gonna say "titty tater," and and do you want it? Because I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, yeah. Send send me a copy. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can sneak it onto Tom's phone. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. That'd be awesome. He won't have any idea what happened. He'll try to deny it, but everyone will be, no, that was your voice. I mean, that was distinctly, you recorded that. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to get him on video doing it, too. It, oh, it looks like he's done, like, wiping his eyebrows. Tom, that poetry was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you want to hear about the guy from Nantucket? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did he also use the top line of the keyboard? I think so. I'm checking the letters now. Maybe Tanda should go while I proofread this. Okay, Tanda, what research did you do on typing? Oh, I did. I didn't do any research on typing. I went out and found a Ooh, website that had a whole bunch of typewriters, and I just started looking at them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's some cool old stuff out there. So I'm just going to give this. Uh, it's called AntiKeyChop.com. A n t i. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Chop, com, And uh, there's some interesting typewriters out there, I must say. And I don't recommend them. <clears throat> well, thanks for uh, giving them free advertisement, Tanda. That was, that was a good job for them. Uh, as for me, you know what I did. I looked up typewriter superstitions. And I, I sort of found something but you're going to have to bear with me for a second here. So uh, this guy that's a writer that uh, writes stories, uh, he believed that there was a creature living in his typewriter, and then a friend of his sent him a short story by uh, Stephen King called The Ballad of the Flexible Bullet, where there's two characters that both have typewriters that have creatures living in the typewriters. And they have to feed the creatures, otherwise the typewriters uh, don't don't work, or they stop giving them inspiration, or, or something like that. The creatures are called fornits. So, um, that th- th- this this what it says. Uh, you can't bring them near any electrical fields because apparently that causes them great harm. And um, if you keep the the fornits uh, happy and alive. Um, they give you tons of inspiration. So uh, that's that's the closest to a, a typewriter superstition I could get was that there's there's actually creatures. I guess it's like a typewriter gremlin, but it also inspires you. And if you don't feed it, it'll kill you. I mean, I have I have a MacBook Air. There's no way those things are in here. It's too small. Well, well considering they're mi- that microfornets. Oh. oh. Ooh, uh, you shouldn't open that up, Tom. That'd be a bad idea. Okay, bye. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right. After many barren weeks, I actually got deals this week. One of the deals, though, is going to be at a different segment because I'm trying to make Tom happy. To make him feel like he's telling me what to do, even though he, he doesn't really. 
but he tries. So I'm only going to tell you two deals here. Tom, you got something to say? You look like you got something to say. No, I was going to sidebar. I'll save it. Oh, okay. Uh, so the, the first deal I got... Was... Sidebar! <laughs> uh, Tom, yeah. <clears throat> we totally got PJ to do exactly what I said. I told him not to talk about that other deal. He wanted to do three deals and talk about the half box of tissues that he bought for 37 cents, and I just... I couldn't deal with it this week, so we gave him his own segment. He's doing two segments on deals this week. It's a little ridiculous, but... Oh, uh, P PJ's uh, finished blowing his nose. Here he is. What just happened? Did I get sidebarred? Huh? Uh, no. I, never, never mind. No, you probably just couldn't hear us over the, you know, honking. Oh, okay. So the, the tissues were cheap, so... I didn't see any tissues. Uh, the first... Uh, deal I got was at a, a church. It was at the the Saint. It was the Bosco Bazaar, Saint John Bosco Church. And I've said this before: churches are like a total hit or miss. You're either going to find stuff that's going to be awesome deals, or you're going to not find anything, and it's going to be like just a total waste of time. But the good thing about this church is they charged like next to nothing for like the first place I went because I I went to this last year. The first place I went was the free room where everything in there is just free you don't have to pay nothing and i was like oh so uh, i made that i found out about it too late last year that it already been picked through but i found a like new one quart rubbermaid snap top liquid container so like imagine like something you would put like shake mix in it it's like that but it was not for shake mix and but used tupperware um yeah but technically, no, I didn't buy it because it was free, and it was rubber made. So, so no, okay. no, neither of those things. Tom. Do it. Um, I got uh, I got some three ring binders for like my vintage uh, magazines and stuff, like the Delta Quality Tool catalogs that I can organize all them. I got three three ring binders, twelve volt power supply, and a brand new Apple power supply cord. So this is I think this is older though. So if you look at the uh, the older laptop power supplies, it looks like a uh, like a block, and it's got a line that's going to the computer, and then it's got a normal thick like three prong cord that goes to the wall. Mm -hmm. Well, that that thick cord unplugs from the power supply, and mm -hmm. that's what I got. I got just the cord, no power supply or anything else. But it's brand new; it's still in the cardboard. So I was like, it's pretty good for free. And the next room I went to was the book room. I got six DVDs for a buck. So that was that was pretty cheap. Actually, I, I went in there twice. The first time I went in, I picked up two DVDs. And the lady's like, do you have a quarter? And I said, no. And she just is like, just take them and get out. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, just go. Just go. Run, so then run. I, I came back later and I bought four more. And um, and they were supposed to be like five for a dollar, but I'm like, oh, you gave me the other two for free. Just get, just keep the dollar. I I don't need the ten cents got, or whatever. He got them for. She said, the second time, she's like, you got a quarter. And he said no, and she said, just take them again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was that. Um, then I went to uh, the main area. This was like a big gymnasium, and I gotta say, this this thing I've been looking for. They had. A little pile of new squeegee handheld wipers. These are, these are the kind of things that, like, when you're stopped in traffic, 
somebody runs up and like sprays your windshield and they're squeegeeing it clean but it didn't have like a pattern one side it was just the little rubber squeegee um and they had two of those they were junk hunter blue and they were made in italy so i took two there was another one but it was kind of messed up squeegee um, squeegee uh <laughs> tom tom we we've talked about uh pinstriping <laughs> And um, I've got my my squirrel. F- <laughs> it's a me, you squeegee. I can't. I'm so <laughs> You're so <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's a me, you squeegee. How does your brain get there that quick? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyways, you continue. <laughs> so uh, Tom and I, we talked about pinstriping. Remember, we we're talking about your Bridgeport pinstriping, and I have my. My, yeah. my squirrel hair pinstripe brush, I have one, but those you have to be very careful with. You have to keep them in a container because if the brush gets bent, then it stays in that shape and it will always be that shape. And mm-hmm. I found a Junk Hunter blue 8-inch uh, by 3-inch plastic blue case that's perfect for storing the brush. So I was like, that's, nice. that's great. Uh, I got, this was kind of, I don't know what to do with this, if I should save this for, for future reference, if I should sell it, but I got a brand new in the box, classic Star Wars paint by numbers with five canvases. And it's got like all the classic Star Wars scenes, like the Darth Vader Luke fight, and it's got like the AT-ATs on Hoth, and it's a paint by numbers. Well, that's cool. Uh, are, do they what make, year? Can you get paint by numbers still? I mean, are there modern day paint by numbers? Or is that yeah, yeah, gone yeah. out of style? No, that's still there. Okay. I, I think that this is new. I think that it's just, like it said, classic. So what I think is they just released it like in the last 10 years or so, but it's all from mm. the first movies. You know, it's not from any of the sequels or anything. Um, and then right next to that, I got a not new uh, Star Wars Stratego game. And I was like, I've never played Stratego. And this hmm. is Star what? Wars. So I'm That's like, interesting. you never know. So I, I grabbed that. <clears throat> and I picked up a ceramic snowman for my stepmother for as a Christmas present because she collects snowmen. And it was my mom's birthday. And my mom will not let her buy. I, I can't buy my mom presents because she doesn't like presents unless it's something that she actually would get herself, which she doesn't normally buy herself things. What, Tom? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So, this <laughs> So my mother is a little bit similar, but I just learned something two days ago. She was here and I was like, oh, I'm going to Dunkin Donuts in the morning. I was like, do you want a coffee? And she's like, no, I'll make one here. I was like, it's free because it was. I had like points on an app. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, OK. So now I'm just going to lie to her every time <laughs> I want to get her something. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's free. It's <laughs> free. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. Anyways, back to your story about your mother. So my mom likes puzzles, but she only likes puzzles that are like so many pieces. So she doesn't like the thousand or five thousand. She likes like between like a hundred and five hundred. She likes the you know the relatively easy puzzles. Uh, mm-hmm. But then she also reads a lot of books, and most of the books that she reads are like murder mysteries. And I found I've never seen these before, but they're called murder most puzzling puzzles so it's a it's a 500 piece puzzle that as you put it together gives you clues to solve a murder 
That's cool. Yeah, and there was two of them, and they both looked like they were brand new. They'd been opened, but they they looked they looked we, new. So, you get it all together, we, and it just says he's right behind you. Yeah, like look out. <laughs> so anyway, I bought those for her birthday, and I gave it to her, and she she loved them. She's like, "Oh, these are great. I've never seen these before." I'm like, "I figured you'd like them." So I got that. Uh, I got a. This was kind of cool. I got a nine. I I'm not sure if this is a World's Fair thing, but it's the right year. I got a 1933. It's it's stamped on the handle. It says "A Century of Progress, Chicago." Sterling weighted cake slice server. So it's not a pie cool. server where it's bent. It's just like a straight, like a knife, but there's no knife edge. And mm-hmm. the handle is all like Art Deco. And it, it, I don't know, it just looked really cool. I don't need a cake slice server, but something about the style just was like, you need to take me home. Um, so all that stuff that I got in the main area, everything I listed, $5. I was, I was shocked. Like, the lady was counting it up. I'm like, this. she must have, like, a brain tumor. There's no way this is $5. <clears throat> what if she did? Then I'd be... What if she did have a brain tumor? I feel justified. Here? I'm like, I knew it. Uh, then, as a, a, a last resort, I went to the linens room because I figured that would be the last place I'd find anything. But I'm going to Maker's Camp, and I'm going to have two tables set up. So I bought two vinyl tablecloths that look like brand new. One was still sealed in the package, dollar fifty. Cool. So, so I went. And I put everything in the car, and then um, I just happened to notice that there was a dumpster at the end of the parking lot. So I, <laughs> I decided to go look in, and uh, I found a, a white linen napkin that I could use as a rag, look brand new, and I found a uh, twenty-five to fifty disc DVD organizer. Like one of those things where you could just take out the covers and DVDs and slot them all in, mm-hmm. and I and I, I was like that. Ah, I'll take that. <clears throat> so that was everything from the uh, from the church. Uh, the second thing I'm gonna say is something that technically I got like the beginning of September, but I was only able to pick it up yesterday. Uh, I found a 1951 Delta benchtop model drill press with the original motor working condition but it was in new jersey and it happened to be in the same town that my cousin lives in so i called her up and her name is stephanie and i said hey there's a drill press for 25 bucks could you go pick it up for me it's in your town and she goes is it heavy i'm like it's gonna be like 100 125 pounds yeah it's not gonna be light she goes oh i could do that and i'm like you might want to take Jose with you to pick it up. No, I could get it. So anyway, she went and she... Well, I, okay, so this is the story. So I gave her the information to, to call the guy. I told the guy, I'm like, look, my cousin's in your town. Can I give her your number and she can call you? This is on a Saturday. He goes, yeah, sure, no problem. So I give her the number and she goes, okay, I'm out of the house. I'll call him when I get home. I said, okay. So that's Saturday. I contact her. On, it was either Monday or Tuesday. And I said, did you guys arrange a time? She goes, oh, I didn't call him yet. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? I, di- I didn't call him yet. I'm like, you can't just leave people. that you can't. People don't wait around for strangers, Steph. you got to call the guy. He's going well, to sell to somebody else. Well, some people wait around for strangers, but they're, they're different kind of people. <laughs> yeah. That's not what we're talking about here, Tana. But the point made, point made for sure. 
So anyway, um, she's like, oh, well, can you call him? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll call him. So I call the guy and I'm like, look, I'm really sorry. My cousin didn't call you. She's never gotten anything off Marketplace before. I still want it. And he's like, oh, that's no problem. That's no problem. And I said, um, she wants to know if you're free on Friday. That's the day she gave me. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be going to New York on Friday, but I could leave it at my mom's. And he gave like all these complicated instructions. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her and, and see if it's good. So then I text her the information and she goes, oh, well, if, if Friday's not good, maybe we could do it a different day. What, what did he say? And I'm like, this is why I wanted you to talk to him so that I wasn't caught in the middle and you could arrange a time. And he goes, okay, fine. Give me his number again. <laughs> So with all this back and forth, they ended up deciding to meet on Saturday. And I was pure shock and awe that I actually got this drill press. Like I thought for sure, like somebody else is going to get it. But apparently in that area, no one cares. Like nobody else contacted this guy. There was no one that wanted an old Delta drill press. So, so I got that for 25 bucks, which is definitely like in the bottom rung of prices I have paid for good condition um delta drill presses it, it was it was very rusty <laughs> tom just made a face i just moved my that? i moved my laptop and it made a squealy noise because it's on a padded <laughs> cover oh i thought it was tom i thought it was like a drill running or something yeah, yeah. it was like <laughs> i i thought it was me too <laughs> you, you you looked like you thought it was you Tom tom's face looked up like i hope they didn't hear that Tom, Tom's that kid in class when the teacher goes, you know, like, like raises their voice. They just assume they're guilty of something. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Seven. What did I do this time? Seven. Everything. You did it all. Um, oh, so I said it's a 1951. And the only other thing of note is that the other than me and Rusty, the table only has a single drill mark in it. No arc of shame. So it's practically new, which is, that's super rare. Um, and that's it. Those are the deals until we get to another segment and talk about other stuff. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right, Tom, what's your personal history with typing? Well, I have a question for both of you. How did you learn to type? Like, what mechanism taught you to type i assume you can both type tom mm-hmm. that's that's what our personal histories are for no i know i know but i this is important to me because we are in i three... used to i used a typewriter that was yeah that was yeah that was the mechanism i used to and was it was it was it like what what was the motivation to, for you to need to type was it just writing papers in school mm, that's a good question why did i I mean, I took a typing class right. in school. Um, right. I don't know. Maybe it was... I, I don't know, but what everybody had to take a typing class in school. I think everybody mm-hmm. had to. Yeah. PJ? I, version? I, I refuse to answer on grounds that it will... No, I have to know. <laughs> I have to know. Uh, the, first, the first time I typed was in school taking a typing class. Okay. But is that when you really learned where all the letters were and no. like well, memorize it and could type. No. What was the thing that made you memorize the whole thing and type fast? Uh, uh, 
text. It was it was Yahoo Messenger in the early days. Yes, yes. Thank you. All right, <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger for me. I'm way younger than you, but <laughs> that's I, what I was getting I, at, though. I, I, it was a AOL Instant Messenger. Sorry, what? I, I I learned on a typewriter, and it wasn't connected to any network <laughs> at all. Well, the electrical grid's technically yeah. a network. Oh, it wasn't oh. even plugged into that. <laughs> Type, typewriter instant messenger is, is even harder to, to learn. Oh, it'd be amazing, though. That would be the coolest thing. Somebody's done that, right? It's a teletype. Somebody's put a typewriter on the internet. Right? Yeah, teletype. Thank you. Yeah. We're, I mean, well, I mean, oh, just cool. in general, a teletype is, is a typewriter that sends electrical signals when you type. And a typewriter on the other end types it back out. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. The, that. I want those. They had that I back in I feel like every like, maker should buy one. World War II, didn't they? I've tried to buy one, but they wanted way too much for it. Yeah. My dad was a tele my dad it. was a teletype operator. Really? Well, yeah. yeah. Let's get a in the Korean conflict. The original text message. Yeah. That, that's cool. Anyways, I learned basically from AOLINS and Messenger, but also Counter Strike. Like Counter Strike from like its beta days in 2000 oh wow 98 97 i don't even know when counter-strike first came out but i played it very very early on and you needed to shoot people and tell your buddy that you shot people so you would <laughs> learn to type with just one hand like you would be your right hand is on the mouse and your left hand is typing the entire keyboard rather quickly and i can still do it today because i played a lot of counter-strike um but that's that's where I learned, and I'm thinking about this. I'm like, Mike, like, how are my kids gonna learn? Like, no one does any of that anymore. Well, well, and so much messaging now is on a phone, so you're not really learning to touch type on a keyboard. Although they have keyboarding class, or well, when my daughters were in school, they had keyboarding classes. Hmm. So, so my kid does have a keyboard class at some point. It's like an, it's like not an elective. He's in third grade. It's like a special. Right, art is a special. Gym is a special. Typing, um, but I, I had typing. a typing class. I had, <laughs> I had a type. Yeah, they just hand out iPhones. Uh, <laughs> I had a typing class in school, and that was like you know, late '90s, early 2000s. And I don't know. I already knew how to type, kind of, and they just wanted to know how fast we could type, and we couldn't type fast because we didn't, you know, we didn't, we hadn't really mastered it quite quite yet at least with the two-handed method um but like what's the motivation to learn to type and it's texting with thumbs now so like are our kids even going to know how to type with their hands and does it matter i don't think it's going to matter well it depends One on what they're, they're going to do i mean if you yeah. work in a job where you have to send lots of emails and you have to type up documents and you have to um or if you're coding then there, you know, there are certainly jobs where you type a lot. The, yeah. So the, the I, thing is, Tom, if there, if there is any kind of input, like what Tand is saying, like, like if you're coding or if you're typing or, or, or nothing is going to be faster than the mechanical, like even voice to text, you can, you can go faster than that with your hands if you're skilled. Because even with voice to text, you still have to go back and correct things. The words are never all 100% yeah. right. There's no punctuation. 
So you still have to go back. It still takes longer. No, they'll um, probably be like eye tracking um, or something that's uh, that's fast, really fast, like faster than mechanical finger so this typing. Is, do you know that this is a thing? Um, there are world competitions on which language is the fastest to type. And I believe China is like light years ahead in speed. Um, but I saw, I think they were on Shark Tank and I just found it, but I don't know if, oh yeah, Chara Corder, C-H-A-R-A-C-H-O-R-D-E-R. It's like two little. <laughs> it's a cording, little, cording it's like, keyboard. Yeah. Cording keyboard. Yeah. 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 And you? the idea is that once you learn it, you can type as fast as you can talk. Because your, um, cause your although, fingers don't move from the keys as much. Yeah. Because I've you seen use those. multiples. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole Super other set of like that, that. That Okay. So if you know how to type on a regular keyboard and you get one of those where it's like split in half, you have to right. retrain yourself how to do it. Well, the split keyboards no, aren't, this, this aren't necessarily letters. Um, the same thing. I mean, these are like you put your hands on the keys and you leave them there. But to make certain characters, you press two fingers or three fingers at one time. Like you would play right. a chord on a piano. You have to learn a whole new thing. That's, that sounds like a court dictation machine. No, I think this actually no, well, is letter by letter. Like you could write with it. A, di- a stenotype, or I think, is... What, um, is its own character set. So what comes out is not full words. It's like shorthand. Mm. $300 for a keyboard. This will never take off. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's dreams are dashed. Well, I just had this spark like, I should learn this because it's stupid and not stupid if you learn it, but it's stupid to think you should learn it. But it's $300. Yeah. What are they thinking? They're thinking they want to make some money. Like, yeah, this is the hottest lot, new thing. They got a lot of work. They got a lot of work ahead of them. <clears throat> Anyways. Tanda. Yeah. What else is in your personal <laughs> history other than what typewriter? Else? Well, I learned to type um, long before I learned to video game. I mean, I remember playing with a typewriter that was just around the house. And my mother had a dress shop. And we typed... There was a typewriter where you typed up receipts and stuff. So I, there were typewriters around that I played with. But I took a typing class. So this would have been like 1978. Um, and, you know, it was just a classroom full of, full of typewriters. And none of the typewriters had letters on the keys. So you had to learn to touch type because there were no letters on the keys. You, you could look down at the keys all you wanted. They didn't have letters on them. Brutal. Really? That's brutal. Um, and uh, they were, as I recall, they were, I think they were, some of the typewriters were electric, um, or they may have all been electric, but they didn't have like electric returns on them and stuff. So they were, you mm-hmm. know, they kind of assisted you, but they weren't completely electric. Um, and uh, it was kind of gamified. So it was, it was pretty cool. So we all had... Like, we learned the basic, you know, home positions and, you know, finger positions and stuff. And then we had, we each had a horse on our, you know, with our name on it on the border of the room. And it was the racetrack. And there was, like, you know, 
five words a minute, 10 words a minute, 15, 20, 30, 40, you know, 50 words a minute, whatever, as it went around the room. And then each week there would just be a, like a projector that would just flash words up on the, up on the board and you typed, you know, to keep up with the projector. Um, and then you took little exams or whatever and were graded on your typing speed. And then if you made it to 35 or 40 words a minute or wherever you were at, then you got to move your horse. So it was kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a competition where uh, mm. everybody was, was trying to be, you know, in the lead or outdo the next person. But that's, uh, that's how I learned to type. And uh, my, my funny story from that class is our teacher, uh, Mrs. Shaughnessy, was all of about four foot ten. And, uh, and me being me, myself, and one other person who were mechanically inclined were often tasked with fixing the typewriters when they would break down, mm -hmm. which they did. Um, and so one day, w myself and my friend are standing over this typewriter with the top off and with the real caps off the top and a spring out of it um, recoiling the return mechanism that returns the carriage to the other side of the typewriter. Um, that, that they used to work that way, Tom. They actually had a, a mechanism that it slid across when you got to the end of the line. Um, oh, I know. I own one right now. I have one over here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, my table saw. and so it was like all apart on the table. And the typewriter repair guy walked in and just laid into us and ripped us a new one about having the typewriter apart and, and um, was like, was brutal. Um, and then he was like, where is your teacher? And our teacher, who was standing there with us, said, I, I'm the teacher. Um, because he thought that the teacher was out of the room and because, because she was so small and that we were all students, like seventh grade students. And so she got a, a rather profuse apology for that. Um, oh, since she, but, the, but then she, you know, she was told not to, not to be letting us take it apart. And, and she stood up for us and said, but they've been fixing these typewriters all, all semester long. It's the only way we've kept them all yeah. running. Mm. Yeah, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> PJ, what's your history with learning to type or typing? <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was 11th grade or 12th grade, but the typing class was only half the year. Like it wasn't a full year a class like a normal elective was. But... Uh, I, I, I know I failed like the final, but I can't remember if I failed the entire class. I think I might have got a D for the whole thing. The reason I, I failed was because I typed slow. And for this particular assignment, you had to type, you had to get to the second page. That was the thing. And I was still on the first page of typing. I didn't get to the point where mm. I mm -hmm. took the first page out put a new page in and then started typing more. And we were on like the electric IBMs that were like fully automated mm -hmm. and everything. Right. But I never got to the second page. So like everything on the first page was correct, but it was, I, I was slow. So my teacher told me, I, I can't even remember what she looked like, much less her name, but she's like, well, you, you failed because you didn't get to the second page. And I'm like, 
that would have been helpful to know before I took the test. You know, <laughs> I would have just rushed through to get to the to the second page if I would known that that was an automatic failure. You know, so right. Um, right. So, but I I remember it was incredibly difficult to memorize the keys because I had no there was no motivation for me other than that I was in the class, right? So as as Tom pulled out of me, um, I I mainly learned how to type on Yahoo Messenger um, in like the early two thousands, um, and the reason was I learned that I was incredibly funny in text, much more so than in person. And if you want to be funny in text, you have to be quick. The timing is everything. So I would be in like a chat room with a bunch of people. Somebody would say something and then immediately I knew the funny response and you had to be quick because otherwise the like it would advance like so many other people would comment. Then it wouldn't be funny anymore because you, you responded too three, late. Three pages down PJ text like a donkey. Yeah. And everyone else is like, what? What? Who is yeah. this guy? What donkey? PJ? Yeah. PJ? I have a very... Very important question, and you have to tell the truth. What was your screen name? <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same as it is now, okay? Oh. Uh, my screen name on almost everything is either Bluecast or Bluecast 501. It's, it's without, that's for games, online, everything. So if you ever you break see. Break your legs a lot? No. Why? Bluecast? So Bluecast, I'll tell you this. This is where this comes from. I did a lot of. Uh, oh no, I got I got the answer I wanted. I, you're you're good. Fine. My, Never mind. My uh, <laughs> I I have a I have a son-in-law who through some like inside joke or I I don't know exactly how it came about. I can't remember. Um, uh, I think when he was in early high school, uh-huh. um, his screen name was I blueberries, and. <laughs> Great. And 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 that became like like an email or became like, you know, and it, and it just was so common. He used it like with his all of his friends and everything. It was just like, aha, uh-huh, that's the joke or whatever. Totally like, you know, just wasn't even thinking about it. But then as he entered the workforce and was out of college and stuff, he had to go back and change a whole bunch of things because it was no longer appropriate to be emailing people or, or sending them messages with. Yeah, with that name so that was that's, that's a weird name to have <clears throat> yeah that is a weird name to have as, as you uh, you know are applying for your engineering job yes yes i'm sure the engineers would want to know how that was how that's possible um so while uh the yahoo messenger was the um motivation to learn where all of the keys were that was definitely the motivation uh, the thing that I think really cranked everything up um, was when I started writing stories. And let me let me justify that. So I started writing scripts right around that same time, but I was super slow because story structure and all that stuff was still a little new to me. However, we fast forward to now and... I've written two novels and I'm starting um, actually two more, two separate different novels, two outlines. 
And with an outline where I know what's supposed to happen, I can get up to five to 6,000 words a day. I don't know what like my per minute is because I don't check per minute. I go by the day. How much can I get done mm -hmm. in a day? Because there are several times where I'm going to stop, think about something, and then start up again. Um, but when I was writing my first novel, I think I was averaging somewhere around one to 2,000 words a day. So to go from that to just a couple years later to be like a you know 300%, 400% improvement, Mm -hmm. To me, that's just like, that's a big personal growth. You know, like I, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care if you write 10,000 words a day. I can't do that. But 6,000 to me is a lot. Um, and mm -hmm. that, that like if I get, if I get faster, cool, you know, whatever. That's, that's the thing. But I think it always comes back to the same thing. Like when people are asking you, like, what tools should you buy for the shop? Well, what do you want to make? You know, and whatever your motivation is, is going to determine like how good you get at using the tool that you buy. So it's I think it's the same thing with typing. If you're just somebody that's like casually sending messages, you don't need to be like super proficient. But if you're doing something that is. You're motivated to do it. And if you're if you're slow, it's going to take you longer. Um, then it behooves you to learn how to type better. But the, but I think for me, it's mostly because I get excited when I'm writing a story that's got like a lot of good things and I can't wait to get the words out. And I think right. that's why I speed up. Out. Yeah, right. it's just like there's just like it's just like the fire hose is on. Um, but yeah, yeah. that's it. Have, you, have either of you typed on a Dvorak keyboard? What's that? A what? A Dvorak keyboard. I did that for... No. And probably 2000, you know, maybe three or four. I did a couple of years there. I uh, I switched and learned how to type on a Dvorak keyboard. What and it is, is fast. What is that? It is faster. It's just it's a different oh, layout weird. of the keys, and it's designed so that like the most commonly used letters are on your home keys, and and your vowels are on one side, so you tend to kind of alternate because the, most words kind of alternate vowel and consonant structures and so forth. So it's 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 faster. It just was a pain because it, if I let somebody else use my computer or I switched to my laptop and I switched it or whatever, it was just always, it was an annoyance to, to have a different uh, keyboard layout. And it wasn't like I changed keycaps or anything like that. I just, um, I just ran a you know a, a device driver that remapped my keyboard. And, oh, mm -hmm. and so it you you me to, you had a QWERTY keyboard, but it I had a QWERTY keyboard, but but yeah. And so then it was like, <laughs> yeah. It was so anybody else using my computer, it was just a nightmare because not only was it this totally different keyboard than they were used to you couldn't even look down and type the keys correctly that's um, like the perfect but, practical joke but it was an interesting experiment i mean it was mm. it it is definitely once you get going it is definitely faster well we have we have a lot of us have a history with learning different keyboards like flip phones we all learned t9 text for the most part at a certain age so you could type 
on nine key, eight keys, right? Then one didn't, e oh no, it's a zero. So nine keys without even looking at your phone. Like you just remembered where all the letters were on your Right, on your cycled, flip phone. cycled through them and knew how many presses right. each and one I was. I would say that was faster. That was even faster than on your phone. And I've tried other keyboards. I couldn't name a single one, but I've tried other keyboards where like letters are grouped in like a nine grid thing and it, I, it was a little weird. Um, I my like favorite. The, I like the split keyboards. They're they're more yeah. comfortable. But again, I, never I don't tried. have as you know. I I would have one or two, and then I'd have regular keyboards, and then eventually I just they got old, and I threw them out and didn't buy new ones. Do either of you yeah, two have the typing with one hand? Do either of you two have the slide out keyboards on the phones? Mm hmm. Slide out. I had a, yeah. It split in half, and a keyboard oh, oh. slid down. Yeah, I had yeah, a. Sure. Uh, I probably still have it around here somewhere. But I had one of the phones where you you know it's like this, and then you you slide it. I can't hold this up in front of the camera, but like the whole top slid up like this, and then yeah. Yeah, underneath it was a keyboard. Yep. A lot of them were like that towards the end. Mm -hmm. I had one of those for one of the places that I worked when I was doing copy repair, and it was it was, but it wasn't a phone. It was a radio, so it was it was a radio that you could send text messages with. It was real weird, hmm. like Excel? a pager, like a radio, like radio paging, SMS messages. I I guess I mean it was a regular like like a CB not CB but like a walkie-talkie that you know mm -hmm. that's how the whole team stayed in contact, but it had a slide-out keyboard. Unless I'm remembering it wrong, maybe it was a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what it was. So the, I don't. Uh, there, there were, there were cell phones that had radio band. That's mm -hmm. what it was. Nextel. Nextel. The Nextel. Nextel. Yeah. Oh my God! I said it twelve times. <laughs> I, I I just stopped listening to you at some point, Tom. That's right. It. That's why I don't hear it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Push to talk, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I, I. That was the only time I ever had one of those. But those keyboards work remarkably well for how small they are. They were pretty they were. good, like the little chiclet keyboards. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had an HP ninety five. Is that something either of you ever no. seen or that? heard of? It was yeah, a little I, um, kind of a a little computer, PC. Uh, like a pocket PC. Yeah, flip it flipped up like a laptop, but it was about the size of a modern day cell phone, like oh, the bigger yeah, yeah, cell yeah. phones. I remember. And it had those. a little screen that flipped mm -hmm. up and and had a regular QWERTY keyboard on it, but only scaled, you know, to calculator size. Was yours the monochrome or was it full color? Mm, it was monochrome. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. They had a I short wrote, lifespan, those computers. They, yeah, tell me about it. I, I wrote a few apps for a company that I worked for on them. <laughs> and then when I, uh, um, after I left that company, I went off and did, started, started a business doing a few other, few things. But one of the things we did was we wrote a real estate app for the HP 95 because it was something you could just wow. carry around in your pocket. It was like a little computer and we, you could download the MLS listings to it. And uh, yeah, and then the HP 95 became just kind of went by the wayside and our app was kind of geared to run on it. Yeah. I had I, I, I know we're going long now, but I had um, I, so I worked for AT&T before the iPhone and during the iPhone, but before the iPhone. And we had the um, HTC 
was a pretty big company back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the 8125, 8525, 89.25. And these were all sideways sliding. Well, one was a flip, maybe. No, they were all sideways sliding um, keyboards. One went both ways, I believe. But they were all Windows PDAs. And I remember I worked at a re- I worked at a authorized retailer, which was basically the scum of the earth. Uh, <laughs> and we <laughs> and we were oh this isn't even AT and T this is singular before AT and T bought them, <clears throat> but they wouldn't let us sell the iPhone. So I basically before the launch of the iPhone, people were creating features for the. Uh, it was probably the 8525 at the time, um, to emulate the iPhone, mm-hmm. which would be like scrolling, like scrolling was backwards. Like, well, scrolling is what it is now, but before it was like you grabbed the scroll bar and you scrolled down. And, um, and like the layout of like all the, the names and stuff. So I, it's not really hacking, but I hacked my phone to emulate all that stuff. And we sold against the iPhone so freaking hard for like, it was at least a year. And then we got some iPhones and we're like, everybody gets an iPhone! (laughs) 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 Oh, we're such hypocrites. But I mean, I changed everything on that phone. I changed all the icons on the home screen. I changed like everything. It It was actually pretty fun. But those things suck. You should have called it the MyPhone. The MyPhone. The MyPhone. Whoa. Then, then, then it would only run MySpace. <laughs> well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial energy loops and stuff. Hey, hey, hey there, this is Earl. Uh, I'm down at Johnson's Hardware. And, uh, hey, hey, are you one of them hunting pickers? Uh, you, you, you know, you, you, you want to type stuff and, and uh, you get hunting picker neck and nobody likes that, right? Well, but let me tell you what we got to fix that. We got Crazy Uncle Earl's Wonder Topicals. I, I didn't put the crazy part in there. Somebody else said that. But that's the name of what you got to get. Guaranteed to up your typing speed. No need to look down, just shift your eyes while you're looking straight ahead into the wonder topicals to see your keys. It's like cheating in real life. Guaranteed to do something. I gotta warn you though, please follow the proper precautions. Not to be used rectally. Not to be used on Sundays or other frozen treats. May cause wooziness. You can find them in our glasses barrel near the checkout for $21.49. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash maker skills. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. All right, it's time for crossbreeding. Uh, Tom, what skill goes well with typing? Reading. That's true. It does. If there was ever a time to say something as lame as reading. Well, if you can't read, you're going to have trouble typing. That's that's. You know what? I'm going to change my answer. Piano playing. How? It's the same skill set. You have to be able to read something off of a page and translate it through your fingers onto a keyboard. Um, I I don't I don't think that's the same thing. That, Pretty much. That's like saying that 
hockey and baseball are the same thing because each one has something you hold in your hand and you got to hit something with it. They yeah, pretty much yep. the same. They yeah. pretty much are the same thing. Yeah, I haven't seen too many hockey players go to baseball. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't. I don't think it's the same thing. Well, that's because they live in Canada and they aren't allowed to come here. Well, lucky for you, Tom, you already answered with reading, so your second answer doesn't count. Tanda, what skill goes well with typing? Hockey. <laughs> you know, we're running long. Did I, did I mention that? Oh, God. We're running long. Um, <laughs> yeah, fine. let's skip PJ's answer. PJ? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Tanda's, Tanda's right. It's hockey. Me, hard pass. Ooh. Hey, fellas, it's uh, tool time. All right, I was friendly against this, but Tom's got some kind of battery issues he wants to talk about. Oh, I, I think right I think now. Tom just wanted to talk about it so that he could be taken apart on the podcast and claim that yeah. the sound effects were topical. After that, I told him not to make any they noise, they yeah, added, he's been doing it the entire the, time. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're so what you're hearing in the background is Tom uh, snipping apart. Uh, it looks like they're eighteen six fifty battery packs of some kind with plastic pieces holding them together of various this ilks. This is from a forty volt Ryobi battery don't, that somebody threw out. And you're reclaiming you all of the batteries. They're not if the battery's dead. Tom, what's what's what is it that you wanted to talk about? Do, do you damage the I have cases? No idea. You brought it up when you're taking them apart. I mean, because you have Ryobi well, stuff, right? So could you put new batteries back in those cases and use it on your Ryobi <laughs> stuff, or is the case demolished when you take it apart? No, it's so the case the case on the forty volt happens to be intact still, but like uh, laptop batteries mm -hmm. are you usually have to literally destroy them to get them apart. Um, but even with this not being destroyed, the actual battery pack you need to destroy because they are spot welded together, mm -hmm. like all the battery yep. strips. Yep, yep. Um, there's no way you could reuse really any of this. I mean, kind of. I'm taking apart laptop battery to get the batteries out. Taking taking apart batteries yeah. to get the cells out, I guess, would be a better way to right. phrase that. Um, and, yeah, they're usually like a molded glued assembly where you pretty much have to tear apart all the plastic to get to them. Yeah. This one, these 40 volt batteries have 20 batteries in them. That's a lot. That's, that's, that's you odd considering. Yeah. 18. Those, the batteries are like 3.6 volts. Yeah, three point six times something divided by how many? What is it? Oh, how do you get to tw how do you yeah, get to yeah, yeah, volts? yeah? Okay, yeah, they're series parallel, so right. they're not all in. So I think they're there's not two, all in series. Two, that makes sense. They're two, two parallel. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. how they up the amperage. Ten, ten. Uh, what's the what's the nomenclature? Ten p. Yeah. Ten s. Two mm -hmm. p. I don't know. Anyways, what are we talking about? Uh, I want to wield the power of the 18650 battery. So if you don't know, an 18650 battery is in almost everything that you recharge in your entire life, except for cell phones. And it's, um, picture a AA battery, but bigger, and it's 18 
18650, so 18 millimeters round, 650 millimeters tall. And they are lithium ion, so they're, th- what'd you say, 3.7 volt? Mm, yeah, 3.6, 3.7. Uh, what do they say on the label usually? 3.7, I thought, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, and they are used, like Tesla uses them. Every, like, literally, there's like thousands in a Tesla. Maybe not thousands. I well, mean, when they're, when they're just right? sitting there, yeah. When they're just sitting there, like, just charged, they're like four, like 4.2. No, Something no, like right. That. But what's the the chemistry is three point seven, right? Yeah. Like the or, yeah. right. Like a double A is one point five, even though it's really like almost mm-hmm. two. Um, so you can harvest these from old laptop batteries, even if even if like this Ryobi battery is dead, not all of the cells are dead. So you take out twenty cells, you figure out which ones are good, and then you can repack them in uh, whatever physical orientation you need them to be repacked in and you can use them to power everything like anything and you can get so but i don't fully understand it all yeah totally i don't think you should put one of those in a dog that's not a good idea cow prods cow prods Mm -hmm. um but i still have a long way to go i've been harvesting them for a while i have probably over well now I just got 20. So I probably have a few hundred batteries and it's a tedious process because you have to, you have to buy a, I'll say a special charger, but you need to buy a charger that can charge and discharge and give you the milliamp hour rating. So you charge up the batteries, then you fully discharge them and it tell that charger will tell you how many milliamps of capacity mm-hmm. your battery has. And you write it on the battery. And then you, when you go to make a pack, you have to pick thing, pick batteries that are uh, close to each other mm-hmm. because the pack is only as good as its weakest link. And it's like, there's a lot to it. It's it's very, it's not, I don't want to say it's complicated. There's just a lot of it that you have to I mean, there's consider. a lot of information out there. And so it's quite findable. Um, but if you're willing to mm-hmm. do kind of that, that tedious, take things apart, test them, and take and keep record of it, then, uh, yeah, definitely people have yeah. done some really cool things with making their own power walls or, or making their own electric vehicles all out of reclaimed 18650 yeah. cells. Yeah, 100%. So one, the, one of the projects I wanted to do early on, um, I built it a couple of years ago, is a uh, basically a picture frame that is a Nintendo emulator. So uh, I took an old laptop screen and bought the little the little circuit board for it to mm-hmm. put HDMI in, plugged in a Raspberry Pi. And now I have this really cool thing that I can hang on my wall, but I don't want a power cord to it. I want it battery powered. And obviously I can run a power cord to it to recharge it. But the controllers store in the in the top where you can't see them. So you just walk up to this picture frame, grab the controllers out, turn it on, and you've got a fully right. enclosed emulator. And I wanted to do one for Nintendo and Sega and mm-hmm. like you're running all retro the retro pie. I care about. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I wanted a battery pack that would fit in there, and I just haven't. You know what I haven't done? I haven't bought a battery power power management BMS power mm-hmm. battery management system, mm-hmm. which is just a circuit board that you plug all this stuff into. Um, because I don't know which one to buy. Like I have no clue, and every time I look into it. I just get more confused. It's one of those that, I mean, it's one of those things that there are 
hundreds and hundreds of them because they're relatively simple to make and sell. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things you look on Amazon and they're the top 40 sellers. Right. I, I've got yeah, something so for you, Tom. Having... Yeah. I got, I got something you could do with the batteries. What? I've got two... Keep it nice. I've... <laughs> well, now I guess I, nice. I have to if Tanda told me to be nice. Um, I, I got... I, I think it's either 28 volt or... 32 volt. I can't remember the exact voltage, but uh, I got this as a present from uh, Mr. Tony Rillo. He gave me uh, the two Milwaukee tools, yeah. uh, a bandsaw and a circular saw, and they both run on this voltage. Uh, that's that's an odd volt, which they they don't promote anymore. Milwaukee is big on yeah. the uh, the M12 and, and the M18. That they, they don't really do the the bigger voltage anymore. And I looked up these batteries, and if you want to buy one, they still sell it, but it's like two hundred dollars a battery. It's it's outrageous. Um, so what I did when I got this, I had one good working battery. I went on eBay, and I bought two bad batteries for forty bucks. And I'm like, I'll just change the batteries, and and I never did that. So so you could do it. <laughs> no, you really you kind. I mean, I don't want to say you can't, but you kind of can't. Yeah. Sure you can. If you if yeah. you bought a charger, where you could just charge them offline, then oh yeah, then you just could put the probes on. Yeah. To restore that bad cell. I mean, if you built your own pack or Tom built you a pack. Oh. Um. Yeah. Then you could just use a. Um, Turnigy charger or whatever you know whatever your favorite brand. Why can't is you just that, replace the cells and and just use it like that? Well, you could do that because too. They're right. Kind of. They're. They're. I mean, you'd have to take them apart can't. and you solder to them back together, a, and yeah, yeah. In order to get this pack apart, I had to break the circuit board in half just to get to it. Yeah, it's all soldered on. So then solder it back together. Uh, I broke it in half. Did you miss that part? <laughs> so, solder it back into one piece is what I'm saying. You know. Oh, that's not how soldering works. That is how soldering works, Tom. You heat things up, and the solder goes into a puddle, and then it stops, so and it's you all one piece. You put a blob of solder on every trace that broke in half. Yeah, I, mean. I doubt that on the on the upside. I doubt that it's a multi-layer board, because that's just too cheap well, a thing true. to have more than just a top and bottom layer. Although these forty volts are pretty. I have, I'm taking apart a sixty volt Dewalt right now. Can't wait. Although there's not as many batteries. Anyway, um, that's uh, that's something that. That that should give you some motivation, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it makes me want to get my charger out and start playing again because I've got a small collection of them as well. And the uh, charger was really expensive. It was like fifty bucks for a four four bay charger. Mm. Mm. Is it one that you can you can program like you know three S two P whatever you want six. No, no, this is just single cell. Just, there's four bays, but there's single cell, and you can... Oh, and I'm they just... just charging them, and I just... Does it discharge just, them and give you condition, too? Like, you just plug them in and say go? Yeah. And it charges them, discharges them, and gives you a readout? It gives you the milliamp hours of mm -hmm. the battery, yeah. So I, I just started it. Um, it'll probably take all night. It's very slow. Well, we're going to end this, this segment with, with this one part. My dad got interested in this the original junk hunter 
and he bought a unit that I believe he said was around $300. And it was, it tested the batteries, but it also had a, I believe he said it had like a micro spot welder built into it. Like it was like a whole system. Mm. Mm. And um, he said that that one was one of the cheap ones. Like you can buy them all the way up to like yeah. two, three thousand dollars. Like there, it gets right. deep. So the people, the people there's I've seen couple, buy the things just like Tom, but they just buy a whole bunch of them so that they can be yeah. um, conditioning and checking like lots of batteries at a time. There's companies that harvest recycled ones and they have walls they've made custom walls yeah where you just plug in all of these batteries there's thousands of batteries on these walls and they're running these cycles mm -hmm. automatically so everybody out there somebody somebody call tom oh uh is this for patrons no it. it's not for patrons oh no it's not all right good mm -hmm. uh if you're going to maker camp bring me your old dead batteries thank you and a bag bring a bag and your old dead batteries because <laughs> i'm going to forget a bag seven people were unable to aboard their plane to maker cam because not alkaline <laughs> batteries so there's a lot of local guys so i'll, I'm I'll bring, I'm gonna bring tom a car battery if i make it to maker camp i'm going to bring him a car battery. no dang it let me get more specific old laptop <laughs> batteries i don't want the laptop and old drill battery you know power tool batteries are cool and uh, Google it and make sure there's 18650s in it. I do not want your old blue Ryobi batteries because those have nickel cadmium batteries. And I don't, I'm not interested. Or nickel metal hydride. I don't remember. Tom, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you my Milwaukee dead batteries for you to take apart and put new batteries in. Yeah, I'm going to harvest them and you're never going to see them again. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for you. I'm going to take that as a yes. Fellas, I'm not cleaning up all these tools. All right. It is time for short and sweet. Tom, do you have anything to wrap up the show? Uh, I do, but I need to see when it ends. Um, can you skip me for a second? Nope. It's on you. We're waiting on you. I'm not over here. Uh, yeah, the Not For Everything carabiner yeah. on Kickstarter ends in nine days. So, yeah, it'll it's still up. A couple days left. Go buy a Not For Climbing Type, go to Kickstarter, type in not for climbing, and it's the only thing that pops up. And look at the add-ons. Uh, this is A.J. Huff designing everything. I've talked about it a million times. Uh, he just passed $20,000 for carabiners. It's unbelievable. And he made a very beautiful pry bar. Mm -hmm. It's called a pry bar. It's like three inches long about a half inch wide and it goes on your keychain he did a kickstarter for these uh parametric pie bars where you could pick your own size and you can maybe still buy those from him but um definitely put the add-on for the pry bar on here and buy a couple carabiners they're they're really nice um i have another thing and i'll think of it but you can pass to the next i i only climb so i'm i'm, I'm sorry so it's not for climbing I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's not telling. cool. Yeah, it's not cool. It's not cool. Not cool he, he should have made a climber. I love the tagline says, really, don't use it for climbing. You will die. <laughs> it's right on Kickstarter. Front page. You got to put that on there. You know, somebody. That's a, that's a guarantee. So yeah. 
Yeah. It comes with a guarantee. I guarantee it. You will die. Yeah. <laughs> Tanda, what about my, you? Yeah, my short and sweet is uh, if you're interested in this whole battery harvesting thing, um, um, go check out uh, Jehu Garcia. Um, J-E-H-U-G-A-R-C-I-A on YouTube. Lots of lots of really good content on his channel about battery harvesting and reconditioning, and he's built a VW bus that he powers with reclaimed 18650s. He's built his own power wall, so that's a, a kind of one-stop shop How do you for, spell? for everything. Um, How do you spell his first name again? Sorry. J-E-H-U. Yeah, I've watched this guy a lot. The problem I have is very entertaining, but the problem I have is that you have to watch a thousand episodes to learn enough. Well, go watch like his really old always, stuff where he was just yeah, talking about reconditioning idea. and stuff. His new stuff is is more, you know, Vlogging. he built a big base. Yeah. But his, yeah, his... Yeah, no, really good channel, though, in general, mm -hmm. regardless of content. Um, cool. What's the other thing? We're all going to be at... Maker, Maker camp. camp. Yeah. All of us. Yes. Tanda with her dead batteries. It's going to be great. With my dead battery. I hope no, I'm no, I have, make it. No, I have the dead batteries, Tom. This is, I got them. Tanda, Tanda's not bringing any. Bring them all to me. I want them all. Everybody bring me your dead batteries, please. You bring me live batteries. I'm down with that. Just make sure they're lithium-ion. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um... Tom, I, I got a notification today, which I, I was I was honestly quite surprised because I, I wasn't expecting to get it, telling me that my frog pod was on the way, and and what I wanted. Oh, that was a. Let me check on that. That that's, was an error. That's probably a scam. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. That's probably from that fake account we got taken down. Okay, all right. I was just double checking because I thought it was going to be at least January until I got mine. You know. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to make sure. Maybe for your maybe for your blue one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, it's, there's Might no way that I was getting a blue one now, right? It's got to be January. Oh no, yeah. They well, can I let me? I don't mean to do a frog pod thing here, but by tomorrow, I should be halfway through backers. That's pretty good. So I'm at 193. Yeah, I've already shipped 193 packages out of 444 and 37 people have still not done the freaking survey and it's driving me nuts. Mm. It's driving me nuts. I, because I like, I need that sense of completion. Mm -hmm. oh. It's driving me crazy. So, Hey, if you're one of those people and you're listening, hold off a little longer. We want to see Tom go nuts. <laughs> Son of a He's going to snap. <laughs> He's going to well, snap. The thing is like what I'm, what I'm, what I'm bothered by is that, I want to get you your product and I literally can't like I'm passing people cause I'm fulfilling them in the order in which you backed the project as I promised, which is a very tedious thing because I didn't know that it wasn't, there was no solution to this in their software. I have to literally, I'm going off a printed list. I printed the freaking list and I'm looking you up. Whatever. Anyways, so I'm passing people and I just, I'm dreading the conversation where they're like, oh, it's like six months from now and I fulfilled everyone I can. And they're like, oh, I never got my frog pot. I'm like, yeah, I reached out a thousand times on Kickstarter and on emails and everything. I even Googled your name to see if I could find you and I couldn't find you. The, the truth Anyways. is that 37 people have died of COVID since Tom has 
finish his campaign. Oh my god, that's so dark. <laughs> Good god. So, I will, but like, there has to come a point where like, you're just not gonna get it if you don't contact me in a year. I, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know my login to Kickstarter at that point, right? Is that okay? I'm well, no, because you should have made problem. three more things by then. That's true. Yeah. Should be yeah, on. but I'm not going to store them in my house. I'm not doing it. I'm not storing your package forever until you fill out. Well, the no, thing. no, no. I'm I'm okay with you never sending them, but you'll remember your password. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Well, I got to do another Kickstarter. Yeah. Don't you have that secret one that you can't talk about that you're going to do once the frog I pods got, are done? I got. I do. I do. I got a lot of work to do on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, well. Uh, just as a reminder, we are all going to be at Maker Camp, and I am going to be bringing tools to sell. And the people have spoken. They don't want stuff that's fixed. They want rusty old dirty stuff to fix themselves. And I'm all for that because that means I got to do less work and I could bring more stuff because if everything, everything had to be working, I wouldn't have that much stuff to bring. So if there's something that you're looking for, that you want me to bring, send me a message and let me know because I've got way too much stuff to bring everything. That's not never going to happen. So I got to pick and choose what's coming. Shoot me messages on Instagram. Let me know what you want. And I will bring it happily. We'll make a deal. We're about to go do the secret segment and we're going to be talking about my secret deal that only the patrons are going to hear. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.